everyone. Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. For those that are new to the podcast, welcome. I know I've gotten an increase in some listeners over the last week or two. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, I'm so excited to have you be a part of this journey. For those that have been with me from the beginning, as always, thank you so much for your continued support, for your messages. I read them. I try to share everything. And I just love the positivity and the fact that you guys are sharing this with each other, especially if you have a friend or you have a family member or somebody in your life that you feel will resonate from listening to one of the episodes. I'm so appreciative to each and every one of you. Okay, so today's episode, I wanted to do a solo one. It's been a long time since I've done one. And I've gotten a lot of requests on a recent post that I made where I talked about how sex for empaths can be very different than the average person because it's something that hits us different. I feel like sex is a controversial topic, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And this was something that I got a lot of requests on because even from a spiritual level, I made a comment or made a post that I talked about how it can be very bonding for us. We absorb traumas, we absorb energy when we sleep with somebody. So I just wanted to dive into that topic because that seems to be something that resonated for a lot of you listening. And I know it does for me. I think when we think about sex, it's very nonchalant for us, right? Because we see it so much in our generation, it's easily accessible. We live in a very swipe left, swipe right generation. Everything is at our disposal. It's one click away. I mean, you have the porn industry, you can literally search up anything on the internet. So on one hand, it's great. We're sex positive, we're open-minded. But on the other hand, then the question presents itself, is it too easy nowadays? I look at it like exchanging energy. When you have sex with somebody, you're literally exchanging energy with them at the cellular DNA level. And everything around us is energy. We are energy. How you're listening to this podcast is energy. And we all have energy that we absorb. Now for empaths, especially, now some of you may be listening and and if it's your first time listening, you're like, what the fuck is an empath? (laughs) But an empath is somebody who is very sensitive to the energy around them. So let's first just start there. I have some previous episodes that you can go back and look into if you want to get a really deep dive. But let's just for those who are just tuning in, I'll just do like a small synopsis of what an empath is, both from a spiritual and a clinical level. I like to break it down. So if I look at it from a clinical perspective, if you were someone who went through a lot of trauma or chronic stress as a child, you may have been exposed to an environment that required you to be extra attuned to the environment around you, to the people around you. Maybe you paid extra close attention to tones of voice, body language. Is mom or dad walking soft or are they walking hard? You may have been the type of child to pay extra attention because it's more of a survival tactic. So if you're exposed to chronic stress constantly or a lot of traumatic stress or traumatic situations as a child and you go through life like this, as an adult, you may now be extra aware of the emotions of others. You may now be extra attuned to body language, to the small, subtle cues that let you know, am I safe or am I unsafe? 
because as a child, you may have been constantly exposed to an environment where you didn't feel safe. So you had to pay extra attention to those things in order to determine if you were safe or not. If you also had a parental figure who depended on you for their emotional regulation, this may now look like as an adult, people pleasing or having poor boundaries. So we can call this almost like being an empath because empaths are very attuned into emotional cues of other people. We're very aware of the subtle things that most people are not aware of. We're very keen on the emotions of others, on understanding the emotions of others, because for most of us, if we had a traumatic childhood, we were forced to do that as a child in order to survive especially if you were constantly scanning your environment to ask, is this safe or is this unsafe? If your nervous system was continuously hyperactive and continuously turned on as an adult, this might be more difficult to turn it off. So we might be extra sensitive to what is going on around us and constantly scanning our environment for safety cues. So that's kind of how I explain the clinical component. But on the spiritual side, I also feel like empaths are very, very intuitive naturally. And I think our intuition can oftentimes fight with our ego. And I know for me, I would always attribute it to overthinking. So I would always think, okay, I feel something's not right. My intuition's telling me something's not right. But then my brain, my logic is like, well, where's your evidence for this? And then I would just attribute it to be over emotional or I'm overthinking or I'm overanalyzing. Now, could that have been an anxious attachment that was being activated? Absolutely. Could it be a trauma response that's being activated? Absolutely. Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. But I also think that many empaths are super intuitive naturally, but we oftentimes don't fully trust our intuition. And that could be for many different reasons, whether we just haven't really taken the time to understand what it is. Maybe we don't know what an empath is, or we don't understand what intuition is, or maybe we just, our ego is just fighting it. And sometimes that happens. I know it happened for me for years. So now that you understand what an empath is, Let's circle back to why it's important to know this, especially when having sex with someone. So because we're so emotionally in tuned with other people, I think we crave intimacy, right? Because most empaths, we want to know people at their core. We value deep relationships. We value deep connections. And sometimes we might meet somebody, even if it's pretty fast, and we might feel a genuine deep connection. And of course, we want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they have the same intentions as us or that their intentions match what they're telling us, right? But unfortunately, that's not always the case. And as we know, 
oftentimes empaths can attract a lot of narcissistic type of people. And I don't even know if I want to use the word attract, but I think that we're just extra compassionate. And so we make for the ideal victim of some people who use manipulation as a tactic to get their way. So here's what I always tell people. If, if you can have sex without the emotions and it's just sex, that's fine. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with being open and being, you know, connected with your feminine divine energy. And if you want to have a pleasurable experience, nothing wrong with that. But most empaths tend to really value deep connections and want that intimacy. And the problem is, is that when you move too fast with somebody and you don't know them, right? You're literally exchanging energy with them at their core, at the DNA cellular level. You are absorbing their traumas. You are absorbing their energy, everyone that they've slept with, their traumas and all the shit that they have in their body. And that's not even to get on the topic of STDs, etc. But you just have to be really mindful because you don't always know what that person's intentions are. And I think that when we're more sensitive or when we really value those deep connections, we can sometimes have this like idealistic view of what we hope someone is or we take things at face value because of course we want to believe that people are genuinely good people and that they have the same intentions as us. So it could be really easy to connect with somebody and then think or hope that things are going to unfold a certain way. And unfortunately, some people are just really good at manipulation. And sometimes people just change their minds. And that's not to say or make them bad people, but we have to just remember not to idealize a situation and to look at the situation and the person for exactly who they are. And that's why it's important as an empath to take your time. Now, again, this is where your priorities come into play. You have to get really serious about what you want. When you know and you can identify exactly what you're looking for and what you want, then it's easier to make decisions from there. So if you know that you don't want a relationship and you just want companionship or maybe you just want to have fun, then this may not apply to you. But if you know, hey, I want a serious connection, I want a healthy connection, I want something deep, I want something real, I want a long-term relationship, then it might be in your best interest to take your time because time reveals everything. Time will always reveal what someone's true intentions are. You just have to give it enough time and have the patience to let things unfold on their own. With that being said, you also have to trust your intuition because your intuition is spot on. Now, again, whether that's from childhood trauma, whether that's being that empaths are just super intuitive by nature, whatever it is, you have to trust it because I can guarantee you nine times out of 10, and I always say this, when you look back, you will see that your intuition was right 99% of the time. So don't question your intuition. You don't know that person's past. You don't know that person's traumas. You don't know what kind of karmic shit that they have from their past and even their past lives. I'm telling you, man, people carry some really heavy stuff with them. And when you are connecting with someone at the cellular DNA level, you literally are absorbing their traumas. Trauma is literally carried through generations. There has been 
legit studies on generational trauma and how this is carried through the DNA in the womb from the mother to the child. So let's take, for example, the Holocaust. So you had individuals who went through extremely stressful, traumatic events. Now, let's say that you had someone who was pregnant during that time and who was going through those traumatic events, elevated cortisol, elevated stress levels, adrenal fatigue, all of these things going on in the body that now the womb is being exposed to. That DNA is literally being written in a stressful environment to now prepare that young child to live within this stressful environment. So now you have these children that were born out of stressful events and the parent's emotional trauma is changing the children's biology at a cellular DNA level. And everyone has some form of generational trauma, but some people carry some really heavy stuff and empaths are super sensitive. There's no such thing as casual sex for empaths. We value deep connections and we can pick up on anxieties. We can pick up joys from our partner, thoughts, feelings. So you have to choose your partner wisely. Otherwise, you might be absorbing toxic energy. You might be absorbing stress, fear. And you have to be careful because for us, a lot of times too, when sex gets involved, we start ignoring the red flags that we otherwise would have been more keen on listening to or paying attention to because sex can blind you sometimes. You know, it's like you see these people in toxic relationships and you're like, well, what is it that keeps you there? Like, oh, well, I, you know, the sex is good. I like the intimacy. And it's not necessarily the sex. It's the intimacy that's keeping you there because maybe that's the only time this person is intimate with you. Maybe that's the only time that you feel a sense of closeness. And the problem is is when you engage in a sexual relationship really early on with a person, especially when they're a poor choice, especially if you haven't been with anyone for a long time, you open yourself to being hurt because you are attaching yourself to someone who is possibly emotionally unavailable. And emotional vulnerability does not equal emotional availability. I'm going to say that again. Emotional vulnerability does not equal emotional availability. I think I'm going to do a podcast episode specifically on that because it's something that I definitely had to learn the hard way. And for empaths, we naturally gravitate towards people that need healing and they naturally gravitate towards us. And of course, that's part of our purpose. It's part of our gifts, but you have to be careful because sometimes if you gravitate towards the wrong people, they will leech onto you and drain as much as they can from you. And sometimes it's purposeful and sometimes it's not, but we have to be really mindful of who we connect with, especially that deep of a connection, because during any type of sexual encounter, whether it's casual or serious energies, auras, vibrations, all of that is very real. And when you're connecting with somebody, because we're so sensitive to other people's energies, emotions, their thoughts, this becomes an energetic, almost like a roller coaster for them. And if you're connected to this person at an intimate level, an emotional level or whatever it is, it can become very overloading and very draining. So this may look like feeling physically hungover, exhausted, depressed, not feeling like yourself or not feeling totally safe and nurtured by that energy or that person. So you have to be really careful and also 
pay close attention to how you feel when you're with that person. How do you feel after everything is done with? So when you're taking on the emotions and energy of someone you're you're just getting to know that you don't know, it can be risky because you don't know where that energy is. You're literally exchanging energy with them and you don't know much about this person. You don't know their traumas. You don't know how their energy is. You don't know if they're going to drain you of your own energy. So you have to be very particular. And like I said, this is not sex shaming. You can do what you want with your body, but I'm telling you right now as an empath, you will absorb energy everywhere around you. So think about it. Like if you're right there with somebody, literally exchanging body parts, you are going to absorb their shit at a physical, biological, spiritual, DNA level. And you have to protect yourself from people who are going to drain your energy because you will absorb it. And if you don't even know about this stuff, you you may not even know why you're feeling like shit, why you're feeling drained, why you're feeling depressed, why you're feeling sad all of a sudden. And it could potentially be because that partner that you're with is stealing that energy from you. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be celibate because sex can be very healthy, casual or not, as long as you're maintaining your boundaries and your needs and you're having clear and open communication. But there are certain things that you can do as you're navigating this as an empath. So your feelings and your safety is always number one. Always trust your judgment and always trust your intuition. Because like I mentioned earlier, your intuition is never going to steer you wrong. And nine times out of 10, you probably were already picking up things before it happened. Number two, take your time. Don't jump in the horse race so quick because I'm telling you when you get to know somebody, you can see someone's true intentions. And somebody who's just looking to play around, they're not going to stick around for three, four, five dates. They're not going to waste their time. If they're just trying to sleep with you, they're going to think it's too much work. So sometimes making them wait a little bit will weed out the ones who don't want to put in the work because they don't want to put in the work if they have to wait four or five, six days. They don't want to put in the money either (laughs) that it's going to cost for them to take you out. So sometimes just taking your time can really identify if this person is serious or not. Also pay attention to how you feel around them. When they walk into your vicinity or when they walk into a room, pay attention to the vibrations that you pick up on. Do you intuitively feel kind of drained or does it feel stuck? How does it show up in your body? Is your nervous system being activated? Do you feel calm, cool and collected around them or do you feel kind of like anxious or uneasy around them? Pay attention because again, empaths are really, really good at picking up energy and they're really good at picking up emotional cues that let them know this may not be a safe situation. An empath who is in a relationship that is respectable, that feels empowered, that they feel safe, they will thrive in this type of relationship. Their sexuality will thrive because we can be very, very open if we are comfortable. So pay attention to the type of connection that you have with your partner and how you feel. Are you thriving or are you holding yourself back? Pay close attention to the energy that's going out as well as the energy that's coming in. And so just knowing what you want, 
getting really clear with yourself about what you're looking for can help you navigate when you come into these situations. So that way you can set yourself up for success regardless of what choices you make. So as always, I appreciate all of you for the continued support. If you like the podcast, please rate because it does. I know you guys hear this all the time with podcast rate and review, but it really does help the podcast succeed because the podcast game is it's very, what's the word I want to look for? There's a lot of people doing it. <laughs> so it's very helpful when when the reviews are there. But not only that, I love reading them because there are times when I'm like, man, I'm fucking tired and maybe this is not something I want to do anymore. And then I read a review or I read an email or I read a text message or I read something that someone says, I listen to your podcast that helped me leave my abusive husband or I listen to your podcast and it helped me get through this hard time that I was going through. And that's what keeps me doing this because the whole purpose of me doing this when I started this was to help others. And of course, I wanted to do it on a more macro level for people who couldn't afford therapy or really just didn't even understand their spirituality. And I wanted to connect with people because that's part of my purpose is connecting with people. So I love what I do. And so when I see those messages, it just reassures me that I'm on the right path and that I'm doing the right thing. So I love it when all of you tag me. I love it when you guys reach out. Most of you know who have reached out to me, I respond to everyone. So I thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support because it is because of each and every one of you that I am allowed to continue to do this. And I'm so grateful for all of you to be on this journey with me. For those that are just tuning in, I cannot wait for you all to listen to these upcoming episodes. I have some amazing guests that are lined up. I'm so, so excited. You guys have no idea, but I have to hold it in. I'll just wait until the episodes come out. And as always, thank you for supporting and I'll see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.